Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and welcome to the Inside Connection. You're listening to us coming live from Los Angeles. I'm here with my co-host, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm here tonight, too. We're here together, bringing you another so great good. show. Yeah. So good. Such crazy times. Oh, gosh. Crazy, crazy times, you know. The dark days of the coronavirus, the retrograde mercury. We want to let everybody know if there are any live listeners tonight, because we do have a lot of people that listen as a podcast, and we do have live listeners. <clears throat> That we have live readings tonight, so if you want to call in, the call-in number is 213-943-3585, and you can call in and get a free reading with us tonight, little mini reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see you in the waiting room. So, Always fun. Mercury retrograde. Um hasn't been too chaotic for me in particular yet. It's been, I would say, busy. I say it would be, yes. it, it's it it it's stirred up the pot. But I wouldn't say that there's been a lot of confusion, not yet. Not yet, knock on wood. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, just by definition, Mercury is is a little bit busy and then in a, the sign of Aquarius also, like little Which nerdy. is very busy. Yeah. yeah. Aquarius yeah. is fast, you know. It rules Aquarius rules electricity. So Aquarius is a very fast um, thinking, fast moving kind of energy. Yeah. Zipping all around. Exactly. Trying to, trying to get this done and, and start this project and all kinds of stuff going on. I do feel that. I do feel that even through the slog of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, you and I had talked about the, the monotonous, right? The monotonous and, and how everything seems monotone and how there's a lot less color from the lack mm-hmm. of socialization. And yet it seems to be that everyone is engaging on, on online. It, there really is a lot of online engagement from online classes, online socials, online educational opportunities. It, it really, there's an abundance of online activity and I think that this retrograde in Aquarius is pointing us towards that it's pointing us towards the fact that this is a part of the new normal Mm. I think um, I think I lost Christina oh I'm here I'm here yeah I know if you don't or if you can still hear me then you could sign out and sign back in and I'll let you back in. Um, I think that Aquarius rules. There you are. You there. Hello. I am here. Yeah. Ta-da. You you disappeared for a minute while we were talking about Mercury. <laughs> this the online, you know, the, gl- the glitches of the online life. There you go. I saw yes. you freeze and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll pick up the ball, you know, like I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that Mercury and run down the field with it. Um, <laughs> the I was talking just about how this whole thing, our interactions, the communications with my relatives, the, the there's no visitation. There's no, you know, you can't go to the hospital, you can't go to the nursing home, you can't even go over and stay at somebody else's house. It's 
you know, Mm -hmm. there's a sense that we have to maintain that distance. And whenever there's a retrograde period, it's a review and it's like a review period. And I think, you know, we kind of know that we are coming on one year. It's like a big deal, right? February represents one year that we've really been in lockdown and, um, we, um, and, and, and the isolation and the fact that we've had this independence, right? Aquarius on the shadow side rules a kind of distance, a, a distance, an emotional distance. And mm. certainly the online environment creates an emotional distance for all of us, right? Becomes a very uh, intellectually accessible but emotionally cool kind of place to interact, right? There's no one you can hug, so the, so ever, all the interchange, even if someone on the other side of the Zoom call is crying, you, you mm-hmm. still can, all you can do is maintain a cerebral, intellectual, verbal connection. I mean, you could cry with them, but you're mm. not in the same space. You're not, you're not sharing those vibes, really. So I think that the retrograde period causes us to review um, that, to review what it is that we've been doing and to recognize the fact that we're not going back anytime soon, basically to a way of normal, at least not for maybe like seven to nine months. I mean, my prediction is definitely the kids go back to school in August. Um, it will have been enough for them to have missed one and a half years of being in school and socializing with their friends. So I can really see schools opening with a, with or without a vaccination program, because I think most of the adults will have gotten vaccinated by then. So if you vaccinate all of the adults, then the children don't really need to be mandatorily vaccinated. Right. Yeah, I do see that. I mean, I, um, I think that uh, it is interesting. I mean, I personally think that even, seven to nine months is a, is kind of a stretch. I mean, as far as like I'm doing air quotes and normalcy goes, because uh, honestly, what's normal. I mean, for us now, normal is being inside of our homes and working in our sweatpants uh, at our desk, uh, you know, with the camera, just looking at the top half of us, like, you know, that kind of um, lifestyle day in and day out. You know, the Aquarian, the idea that that we're actually really detached from sitting in front of each other. Right. You know, I I haven't worn dress shoes all year, the entire year. (laughs) All I do is wear sneakers or like comfy socks. Like Mm -hmm. I used to wear, you know, not, fancy dress shoes. I don't mean like that, but I, I wore like shoes to work, work shoes. Mm -hmm. I haven't put those work shoes on since March. There hasn't really been a reason, right? So I hear what you're saying is that some of those things that connected us in reality, we don't have to continue to make those connections with in the online realm. And that creates that distance. There's one step distant there's one step away from, right? You're not in the same room. You can't hug. Mm-hmm. You can't see my shoes. I mm-hmm. can't see yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really get a picture of the full you. Right. You know what? And and also, I think that's a metaphor for the time. Yeah. 
yeah, not getting a full, especially the emotional, you know, depth part. But I think also, interestingly, when you were saying that, like, it's making me think that we've all kind of been put a little bit on the same level playing field. Like, we're all, whether you're an executive of a high-end company or you're, starting your own business or you're, or you're just doing secretarial work, you're still at a desk in your home with your socks on and sweatpants below the desk. Like it's kind of created this, uh, you know, um, just level playing field. This like, you know, we're all in the same boat a little bit, which is kind of Aquarius, which is the acceptance of. Well, it's very Aquarius because it's very Aquarius. Aquarius, Aquarius is, the great equalizer because mm-hmm. it, it's cerebral. It's not mm-hmm. taking into account any kind of emotional response that you might have to someone else. Mm-hmm. It's only embracing the intellectual camaraderie, friendship aspect of humanity, which is mm-hmm. why it was humanitarianism. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's always a time in the, in the retrograde period for a broad look at that. You know, and mm-hmm. Mercury won't Mercury won't conjunct Saturn. It's going to be very close. When it goes direct on February the twenty first, it will be at eleven degrees and Saturn will be at seven. So mm-hmm. technically they'll be conjunct. Yeah. Technically they'll far, technically they'll yes. be conjunct. But for but for transiting purposes, that's still a little bit far. But I would imagine right there when it goes direct and um, and Saturn is moving closer to eight degrees. Mercury is still at eleven. We'll mm-hmm. see a little bit of a of a focus in that last week of February on the way in which um, social media and social interaction through the internet become a more uh, serious um, mm. sort of entity. Hopefully that won't. Hopefully, right. Hopefully that won't be because the coronavirus has some crazy variant, right? Right. That, yeah. that they're expecting, right? Well, you know, I was talking with someone today in in the office, and she was saying how it's amazing that now that we have the light at the end of the tunnel, um, so many more people are getting it and dying from it. I mean that the numbers yeah. are so high. I mean, right. everything that we were afraid of one year ago, we're living out right now. And some mm. of that is because, obviously, there's a group of people that don't even believe that it exists, sadly mm-hmm. for them. Some people don't want to be restricted in certain parts of the country. They don't care whether it burns through the old and the vulnerable. You know, they just mm. they don't want it. They don't want to have to sacrifice anything. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, you know, obviously they're entitled to those beliefs. I don't want to live there. Um, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to live there. And, and that, and that's all, you know, well and good. But I think we're going to see right there in that last week when Saturn and Mercury become very close and Mercury is in the shadow when it goes direct, but it's slow. It's very slow, slow moving Mm -hmm. that that combination is the very serious mind. Right. There's something that will be very serious about the collective conscious energy at that time. Mm, mm-hmm. Also, of course, that is the week that Saturn squares Uranus. It's the first week that Saturn oh, squares Uranus. So what we're talking about, you know, possibly a little bit of a shakeup in financial systems. 
Mm-hmm. And we're looking at the first inklings of that in the last week of February, that there could be some shakeup in the financial markets and things like that. Prior to that, though, obviously, we're still in the first week of February. We have the retrograde Mercury going from the 20s all the way down to 11. And as I was talking to you before the show, and I thought it was very interesting, Venus is in Aquarius and Mars is in Taurus. And there's this, yeah. this sort of alignment that's happening um, right in Valentine's Day weekend that yeah. is that's about um, the retrograde Mercury being conjunct Venus and square Mars. Um, friendship, love, friendship, um, community. Um, make sure you bring roses. <laughs> definitely make sure you bring roses and if you can add a card that says a little love poem in there it's going to go a long way (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i i think too it's a little bit about like um you know the acceptance of friendship it's with venus you know aligned with venus and that's kind of about um you know, accepting as is or going with it a little bit, um, finding love with what you've got, um, especially Venus and Aquarius and uh, all that. The square, though, is going to be interesting from Mars. That's a little bit more um, uh, fight happening against that. There there's might be tension. Some, there's there's, yeah. there's, ten, there's tension in that alignment, particularly with Mercury, right? So there's there's an there's an argument and then there's sexual tension behind the argument um, mm-hmm. because of the Venus Mars the Venus Mars square aspect. Mm-hmm. So there's makeup sex. Um, <laughs> there's makeup <laughs> sex Valentine's in, Day. in, in, in um, Mercury conjunct Venus square Mars. Um, like I said, <laughs> make sure you bring chocolates and and and, <laughs> and a card and a and card. A card. That, that has a little poem that has a little poem in it (laughs) yeah (laughs) about friendship and community since we're (laughs) with Aquarius (laughs) exactly about your undying egalitarian love (laughs) (laughs) I love everybody well that's how Venus that's how Venus in Aquarius likes it you know yes Venus Venus in Aquarius wants everybody to you know like embrace each other and yeah right all inclusive all inclusive the group hug very aquarian (laughs) yeah it's uh it's sweet so you know i think that we've certainly seen a lot of aquarius you know when i was when i've been looking at and i'm i'm sure that you've noticed this as well but the the planetary chart has been amazing there is nothing in fire and there mm. hasn't been anything in fire for like a, a week. We haven't had a planet in fire for like an entire week. So just for those people who are listening that want to understand why some things right now might seem um, frantic in a way because of all of the Aquarian energy. So everything is moving very high right now. There's like a high mm-hmm. voltage, right? Mm-hmm. But not really, not really any substantial outlets for all of that high voltage because the, all of that electric energy needs to be transmitted through fire and there is no fire. The, the <laughs> planets are um, <clears throat> just sun through Pluto, Aquarius, Scorpio, the sun and the moon. So right now we're having a lunar square, which is always tense. Mm -hmm. That's hot and cold. 
So if you're feeling angry one minute and cold the next, it's explained by the fact that for the next couple of days, it's a harsh square between the sun and the moon. And then Mercury in Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius, Mars in Taurus, Jupiter in Aquarius, Saturn in Aquarius, right? And then it's Taurus, Pisces, Capricorn. So almost the entire chart is in Taurus and Aquarius. It's uh, mm-hmm. not not an easy energy to ground. Um, Aquarius is about as fast as you get, and Taurus is quite slow and plodding. You know, Taurus uh-huh. wants to make sure, you know, that it, it, it's a caution in Taurus. You know, it's not like a slowness because of uh, incapacity. It's more of a cautionary, whereas... Uh, Aquarius is not cautious. Aquarius is more rash, more of a risk taker. Taurus, you wouldn't consider Taurus to be a risk taker. And so right now there's this, there's this, how fast am I moving? And is my body keeping up with it? And is the world around me keeping up with it? And is my money keeping up with it? Uh, Those are the kinds of, of difficulties that are, that are happening right now that everything is getting sped up sun mercury venus jupiter saturn all in aquarius that's five out of ten and How, that's y- yeah i, I was a lot of energy saying that so much even like in southern california where the restaurants are opening up and like not even 50 percent it's 30 percent of the population is vaccinated so it's the rush to get back to community the rush to get back to um, everything going back to normal. I, I totally feel that. Uh, it's a, something that we're having to ground or like, is this really what we value? Are we valuing restaurants over the health of the population about how long this is going to spread longer? Right. Well, that's yeah. why they think that this, this is the darkest part yet, right? Mm. They think that the darkest time, because last year, um, heat and the summer definitely kills the coronavirus. It's just like the mm. flu, right? Mm-hmm. There's flu in the summer, but it's like really, really small compared to the winter. And the coronavirus seems to be like a seasonal respiratory illness in that same way. Not mm. because it's only a respiratory illness. It's not. We're finding out that it's much more dangerous than that. And I don't really think that we know what the long-term implications of coronavirus infection are. But besides all of that, we're going to see cases drop off by May and June, just like we did last year. And it wasn't just mm-hmm. from the quarantine. It was from clearly the fact that the summer is more, you know, uh, is less coronavirus friendly. And so that's fine. We want to be sure that we all are, you know, vaccinated and have some kind of herd immunity by the autumn. And I think there's, there's things that indicate that that will happen, at least in the blue states, you know, at least where people are more conscious of the facts and the science. I don't know about, you know, I'm not really on the ground in Florida and Texas where there have rebellion of masks and rebellion of the existence of it. Those people might still have horrible winter of 2021 into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might, but I'm just hoping that the larger portion of our population is able to get access to vaccination and that knock on wood that the vaccine is safe and also knock on wood that the vaccine is um, effective. Hmm. You know, 
people want to see vaccine effectiveness. And I was reading that less than 5% of the population is vaccinated. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Gosh. That's a pretty low number. Right now to to, to this point. In, In New York, I know they've opened it up to restaurant workers. Restaurant workers now can go and get the vaccine. I saw where they're distributing it to the drugstores now, too. The government oh, wow. is giving them to, like, the Walgreens and the Rite Aid, the national yeah. drug chain, drugstore chains, who are then opening it up to people over 60, I think, can start mm-hmm. going in and making an appointment. You can call and make an appointment. They don't want lines. Um, mm-hmm. or you can go online and you can make an appointment. Um so that's all very interesting, but a fireless chart, right? Not particularly a creative time, mm. not particularly a time of big ideas. All the ideas have to be sort of out there. All the ideas mm. have to already have been formulated. Mm. If you're going back right now in a Mercury retrograde and you're looking at your book manuscript and you're seeing what it is that you wrote six months ago, that's fine because all of those things were already written. If you're doing editing, fantastic. If yeah. you want to come up with a new idea, if you want to launch some kind of a new book, if you're trying to um, you know, establish a new contract with someone, you must wait until we're in Pisces and after the, um, the 21st of February because the, the odds of those relationships turning out better is much better because – Mercury retrograde in Aquarius would say that friendships that we make right now might not last through the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, new friendships that we might make right now. Um, associations, fine. You know, you see where they go. But I wouldn't create great head roads really with anybody right now, anybody new. Yeah. You, well, can, create, you can create an amazing head road with anything that's already been established that you're going into review. That's fabulous advice. I think that's great. And I mean, honestly, too, what I mean, what new relationships are we creating as a general population? It it shouldn't be too many (laughs) just because of, um, you know, this distance that we all have from each other. I've 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 seen that. I think that that's actually part of the monotone as well that we were talking about earlier, the. Sure. You know, we're not meeting new people either. Absolutely. That's part of- you and I are teaching classes and you and I are teaching astrology classes through the school. And you notice that just everybody is a thumbnail. If all those people in class were back at the school when we had the school over, you know, in the downtown area of West Hollywood, if everyone was coming into the same room, some people might be able to establish connections with each other, but how can they establish connections as thumbnails in a classroom where, you know, we're taking 99% of the floor space because that's just the way it goes in an online teaching format. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like there is an interesting little, uh, you know, extra special or or intimate window that you can potentially see of somebody's life through a thumbnail like where are they what's the background and it's very focused on just them you know it's they're not crowded they're not in a big crowd where there's all these other people to pay attention to you can just look at somebody's particular thumbnail so it's a it's a very new way of getting to know another person I think not necessarily to say it's bad or good, but new, which is Aquarian. 
It is. The, the issue for me, of course, as a water sign is that that connection is not deep. You know, right. you're, you're, you're a Gemini, so it suits you better to have the that, chatterbox. that little, yeah. that, that, well, that little pocket, you know, that little pocket for me, I see all of those little thumbnails as, you know, I don't think everybody is intentionally setting up their background, but I think that some people do. And some people also don't realize that intentionally or unintentionally, the background that's behind you establishes your brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're saying something about yourself again, like you said, like, are they lying Mm -hmm. in bed? Are they eating lunch? Are they doing Uh this with bookshelves behind them? I always find it very interesting on the news programs, you know, the news programs when they like interview these experts, right. Who are not in the studio anymore. And what, because all those individuals are choosing to sit by the fireplace or sit by their Christmas tree or sit in the kitchen or have their book behind them flat out on the wall, you know, (laughs) or Barack Uh Obama's book or whoever, you know, whoever's book just that they feel like plugging. So it's interesting because we're all getting a chance to create our brand. Now is not a good time to do that with no fire in the chart. (laughs) Now is not a good time to do that. The interesting thing about the outer planets is that we are not going to have an outer planet in fire until, and we, I want to hear a big ouch, we are not going to have an outer planet in fire, <laughs> my oh my, until Mercury goes into Aries and Venus goes into Aries the end of March. Mm. Mm. So we, yeah, we have another six weeks of a fire, a fireless chart, um, except when the moon is in fire. So for everybody that doesn't really know astrology, right? The caveat on that would be every, about every seven days for about a two day period, the moon goes into a fire sign. And so, you know, you'd have to pay attention to where the moon is, depending upon whether you'd like to strike some creative energy out there. You would definitely want to do that on a fire moon. So again, mm-hmm. for for writers, for for people who are um, producing, for people who are writing music or anything like that, anything new, anything really new. Again, if if it's established and you're working, say, with an already established plot that you know what you're writing or a piece of music that you already have laid down the melody. Yes, you can build on all of that during this period is fine, but very difficult to actually create something new and then expect it to be really of any substance because it's difficult. So for myself, I'm in like an editing process right now. And I also have some uh, book outline notes that are, um, that, that are that creative fire. And so mm. the, I have sort of a mountain of writing that I could be doing that has nothing to do with fire um, because it's already been laid created. out and outlined and right. It's already been created. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, interestingly too, I definitely wanted to bring this up the whole um, GameStop stock market Robin Hood situation that happened uh, last week, 
I don't know if you caught that. That was a fire moon. That was on the Leo moon. Oh, I did. Moon. Well, I had one of my clients write me about that because she said, like, wow, you predicted this, that when Mars conjunct Uranus, that there was going to be some rapid destabilization in the financial system. <laughs> and um, the market yes. the, the market didn't respond wildly to it. But, yeah, that's Uranus and Taurus, people. Hold on. It's only yes. getting started. It's only getting started. <laughs> Well, and it felt very, very, very Aquarian to me. It was like the underdogs, the lay people, the people on the outskirts of the financial institution, all of those exactly. getting to be equal exactly. with, correct. Uh, yeah, and, and they it, were being and it, rebellious. It, it, and It's yeah. now become one of the biggest hedge funds in the United States. It's a decentralized <laughs> hedge fund. No, I mean, that's, that's the truth. And um, yes. I don't know all the details on it, but I know that it fits with the Uranus and Aquarius model. And also, again, Pluto and Capricorn, the few more years that we have of mm. that, the three, three, yeah. three, three and a half more years of that, and that has to do with the destruction of authoritative patriarchal systems. Yep. Coming down. Coming down. It's always so good to... Always so good to have a chat with you. I think this was a really good one. And we're going to be here next week. And we're going to be here at 6 p.m. Pacific. For those of you who want to find out more about us, you can find us at Sage of Stars on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also find us there at the .com address, Sage of Stars. Also, we teach astrology. If you're interested in learning more about how to read charts, LosAngelesAstrologySchool.com. I hope everybody has a good night, and I'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Good night now. Good night, everyone. Have a lovely night.